Welcome back to Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. I host Afternoons on Sports Radio 105.5 WNSP in Mobile, covering the South Alabama Jaguars. Uh, and prior to that, in Lafayette, Louisiana, hosting Mornings on 103.7 The Game, covering the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. Today's episode of Locked On Sunbelt is brought to you by Underdog. Sign up on underdogfantasy.com with the promo code Locked On and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. This will be the normal Friday episode. I've got a high school football game I'm broadcasting, so time uh, is uh, limited today. And we already did the interview with Kara Ritchie uh, from the ticket in Jonesboro. She'll preview South Alabama and Arkansas State. And then later on tonight, it'll actually come out first before this podcast, will be a quick recap of the Cajuns and the Southern Miss game, which we previewed for Thursday's episode. Did you get all that? Did your head hurt now? Good. All right, so let's preview this weekend's action. Quickly recapping last week, I was 2-4. and four, Overall, 17-15. and 15. Not uh, great, Bob. Uh, have had a couple losing records, uh, losing weeks in a row. And I'm going to take all of the home teams. Now, we got a bunch of teams that are off, and we got one game that's on Thursday. So we only have four uh, Saturday uh, ball games. Uh, but I'm going to take the home teams uh, to cover. All right. South Alabama going on the road. They're taking on Arkansas State. I don't think it's the same Arkansas State team that was embarrassed last week against the Cajuns. The same Arkansas State team that, you know, blew a 19-7 to lead against Southern Miss. I think South Alabama is going to win. I'm just not sure, especially if there's rain, as our meteorologist and guest, Kara Ritchie, is going to tell us here that South Alabama is going to be able to uh, blow out Arkansas State in Jonesboro. I think South Alabama wins, but I'm going to take Arkansas State uh, to cover. All right, I do think South Alabama bounces back. They got to get that Troy game out of their system. They were still peeved, pissed, irked, annoyed, whatever the case may be. A little bit different because they stewed over it from a Thursday instead of from a Saturday. So they had you know, a few days more to get over it, and it still felt like uh, they were uh, not fully over it when we talked to them on Monday. Let's see what happens when they take on uh, the Red Wolves. They got to bounce back. If they want any hope of winning the Sun Belt, they got to bounce back and take care of Arkansas State. Can be a win to move on as far as I'm concerned, but you got to take care of Arkansas State on the road. And if we do get rain, you got to adjust. So we'll see. Uh, We are expecting uh, James Blackman back for Arkansas State, and that will obviously make a huge uh, difference. All right, ODU uh, is on the road. They are taking on Georgia State. Panthers favored by four at home. They only have a couple of wins this year, uh, period. Uh, I think ODU is going to give them a tough game, but I think the Panthers are going to win at home, uh, taking down uh, Old uh, Dominion. We'll see if uh, Georgia State can bounce back as well. Uh, App State playing out of conference and out of level, taking on 0-7 Robert Morris. How does this even get on the schedule? Someone's got to know somebody why you are playing a Robert Morris. Uh, App State, disappointing season, 4-3. and three. Uh, They should blow out Robert Morris. There is no line on uh, that game. And I'm actually a little bit surprised. Marshall... At four and three, is in a two and a half point favorite over Coastal Carolina. I'd feel much more comfortable if Coastal Carolina was actually favored by three. I would have taken Marshall to cover. I'm still taking Marshall to cover, and in this case, win. I, I think, and we heard it, you know, a few weeks ago from Alan Blondin, who covers Coastal Carolina. They're still pretty good, 
but they have issues. And they got blown out by Old Dominion. They slipped past uh, ULM. They are not the same team on the road as they are at home. Marshall is the number one defensive team in the Sun Belt. And I think Marshall is going to surprise Coastal Carolina. Uh, And then that really shakes up things uh, over in the East, opening up uh, the door for others to maybe take the division. We shall see on how that goes. All right, so my picks. Uh, Arkansas State's going to cover against South Alabama. Jaguars win. Georgia State minus four. They are going to uh, win and cover over Old Dominion. App State's going to blow out and probably embarrass Robert Morris. And Marshall will win their second straight. They will take down Coastal Carolina. The Thundering Herd are favored by uh, two and a half. All right, coming up next is Kara Ritchie. She hosts the Workday Red Zone on the ticket in Jonesboro from noon to 2 p.m. Uh, she'll recap the Arkansas State Red Wolf season and look ahead to the Red Wolves hosting South Alabama. Stay tuned. You're listening to Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. This episode of Locked On Sunbelt is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to spice up the college football season. It's incredibly easy to get started and easy to play while you're watching your favorite team play college football. You can either use the Underdog app, which you can find in the App Store or Google Play Store, or underdogfantasy.com. And this week, I'm going with my Syracuse Orange to bounce back. After only five carries and over 50 yards, Sean Tucker will go higher than the 87 and a half rush yards against Notre Dame. And Aronde Gatson II will have more than 70 and a half of receiving yards, also against the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Underdog Fantasy is easy to play and available in over 30 states. Just pick between two and five players across any team, not just your team, and decide if they'll finish higher or lower. It's one of the easiest fantasy games to play out there, and you can win cold hard cash in a single game. Sign up with the promo code LOCKEDON, all one word, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Deposit $100, get $100 free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or Google Play Store. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code LOCKEDON, one word. Get in on the college football pick'em action today. Welcome back to Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. Really thrilled to be welcoming in Kara Ritchie. Uh, she's the host on uh, the Ticket Radio Workday Red Zone from noon uh, to 2 p.m. Monday through Friday. Uh, in Jonesboro. Kara, thanks for hopping on. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for the invite. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. All right. Before we get into specifics, why don't you sort of recap what's been going on uh, with Arkansas State? They've had a couple of really tough losses uh, the last couple of weeks, uh, you know, blowing a fourth quarter lead uh, to uh, uh, to Southern Miss uh, and then, you know, working with a, a really young uh, quarterback uh, against the uh, Louisiana Raging Cajuns. Yeah, kind of two different storylines that determine the outcome there. And we'll start with last Saturday and, and back up. Last Saturday, everybody was injured. Uh, by the end of that game, Arkansas State was down to its third-string quarterback. Its fourth-string and fifth-string running backs were in the game. And then also, um, A-State was minus its top three corners. So you had some positions there that were significantly hampered. Also, I think by the end of the game, the right guard was out. And there were a few other positions where uh, they went ahead and just just rested guys at the end of that game and, and put in the all-freshman team. So 
um, that was the big storyline from from last Saturday against the Cajuns. Is A State was just significantly shorthanded in that game. Um, I don't know. I'm not. I don't know if I necessarily want to be bold enough to say that if everybody had played A State, absolutely would have came out on top in that one. But it it certainly would not have been uh, that big of a, a margin. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, that was that was a big issue there. You flash back to the Saturday before that, Arkansas State was on the road at Southern Miss, and that was a one-point loss. And that was a game where at the end of the third quarter, Arkansas State really looked like they had that game in hand. And then in the fourth quarter, if it if it could go wrong, it went wrong. Um, it went wrong on, on offense, uh, where the team was unable to extend any drives in the fourth quarter and all of a sudden could not run the ball to save their lives. Um, it went wrong on defense, where after holding Southern Miss to just seven points the, the entire previous three quarters, all of a sudden Southern Miss found their ground game. They were able to get into the end zone. They had some explosive plays. And then it even went wrong on special teams, which has been hands down the best unit for A-State football all season and uh, gave up a long punt return there, had a delay of game that moved A-State out of uh, field goal range. So it was just um, – it was unfortunately a, a complete full team breakdown in, in every sense. So a few different things going on with A-State uh, right now that they're, they're trying to overcome. Well, let's ask because, uh, you know, they're getting South Alabama, who's trying to bounce back uh, after a disappointing performance against Troy. What is, do we have an update uh, with uh, quarterback James Blackman? Yes, and it is positive news. Uh, he has returned to practice this week, so that's already a big step. I'm fairly sure he didn't practice much, if at all, last week, and uh, they haven't been completely forthcoming on on his injury. But if you've watched some of the A State games, there's been a couple different games where he's had to had to hobble off, uh, at least to the sidelines uh, in the middle of the game. But he's he's came back in and played, so it's some kind of lower body injury that he's dealing with. And in fact, he was a game time decision last Saturday. They were hoping to go, and then he just couldn't make it through warm-ups, and then we saw A.J. Mayer out there instead. Um, I, I have not heard A.J. Mayer's status. Uh, he was hurt in that game as well, which is why uh-huh. Arkansas State was down to, to true freshman quarterback Jackson Daly in that game. But um, right now it is trending towards A-State being able to play James Blackman on Saturday, which would be which would be huge after last week. Uh, we're talking to Kara Ritchie on Locked On uh, Sunbelt. She's the host uh, on the Ticket Radio, the Workday Red Zone from uh, two, uh, from noon uh, to 2 p.m. All right, so now why don't you, it's been a couple of years with uh, Butch Jones. Uh, you know, it was, you know, unfortunately uh, for reasons, you know, probably nobody's fault. Uh, you know, Arkansas State's fallen on some hard times. Why don't we just talk about Butch Jones uh, and what he's trying to do, turning things around for Arkansas State? Well, there has been a significant talent upgrade um, over the past couple of years. You know, last last year, um, well, let me back up even further than that. He was hired in 2020 about mm, 72, 96 hours before signing day. So kind of scrambled <laughs> to put together, right. scrambled to put together that that class of 2021. And it actually has been a, a solid class. And we're already seeing um, we saw a lot of guys play from that class last year as true freshmen. A lot of guys are really key contributors this year as sophomores. And then he went out in 2022 and put together the best class in the Sun Belt. So the the talent is there, but the talent has no experience. Um, in year one, there was no depth period. In year two, there's not any experience depth. So there's a pretty significant uh, step down from, from your ones to your twos. For example, the secondary doesn't have a single se- senior in it. Not a, not a one. It is almost, it is like 80% underclassmen. And just overall, this team is, is hugely comprised of freshmen and sophomores. So, so 
we're seeing improvement. You look statistically and, and you there's improvement all over, specifically on defense compared to last year and the season before. Uh, statistically, in effort level, in speed, in, in strength, you see it all across the board. But uh, the issue right now is that it's not showing up in, in the win column. And as fans, that's what we ultimately judge every every team on. You know, that's what you look back at. Nobody is looking back at your, you know, defensive yards per game, the size of a season. Right. You want to see it in the win column. You want to see a team, you want to see this team get back to a bowl after missing a bowl game the previous two years. And that's going to be a real struggle this year. Um, not mathematically eliminated yet, but A-State would have to win out to be able to go to a bowl game and get bowl eligible. So so there's there's a little bit of a struggle, I think, right now with the fan base with just, just being patient. It's hard to be patient. I, I'm not a very patient person, and, and I think that's, uh, that's a little bit of an issue right now. Well, we saw South Alabama really uh, dip into the transfer portal, and now they've done it twice with a, a couple of different quarterbacks. Uh, and even last year when I was suggesting, you know, you could go get this quarterback and that quarterback, and like, well, if I go get a one-year guy, now I'm into year three and I'm with my third quarterback. What? How much How much eligibility does James Blackman have uh, remaining? Because are they going to, you know, have to, you know, use those quarterbacks that are young and inexperienced mm-hmm. and somewhere, you know, get experienced by playing? Well, James, this is his last year uh, for eligibility for James Blackman. And he's having a very good year. He's just put together, you know, not a a season that's necessarily going to overwhelm you in terms of yards per game, but just in terms of a smart season. He has not made the the mistakes, you know, just one interception this year, which is absolutely remarkable. Mm. Uh, But uh, but they do have there's a couple of interesting options waiting in the wings. One is AJ Mayer, who we saw on the field last week. And AJ Mayer is actually a transfer from Miami of Ohio. And he was a starter there. So he has starting experience, FBS mm. level experience. You know, he is if there needs to be a bridge next season between AJ Mayer and Jackson Daly, who is a true freshman quarterback that we also saw in action on uh, Saturday against Louisiana, there is that possibility. And of course, there's already a, a quarterback commit for the class of, of 23 as well. So you you do have kind of an established line of succession there uh, for at, at the quarterback role after Blackman graduates. But uh, but Blackman doing a great job this year and just got to kind of wait on Daly, especially to, to develop. All right, let's take a time out. We'll come back and hear the second portion of our chit-chat with Kara Ritchie, host of Workday Red Zone on the ticket in Jonesboro from noon to 2. You are listening to Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. Talking to Kara Ritchie on Locked On Sunbelt. All right, so like you, you said you're not very patient. Coaches are notoriously not patient, and fan bases are even uh, less patient Yes. Uh, as as we saw the other night from the New England Patriots wanting uh, Bailey Zappi and then wanting to go back to Mac Jones, you know, all of five minutes uh, later. All right, so it does feel like Butch Jones is building something. How long do you think it is before, you know, forget about turning the corner, we get to the corner? Yeah, I really feel like, you know, you look ahead to next year and already I, I, I've i got next year circled, honestly, okay. um, in terms right. of – you know, you've seen the baby steps this year. You know, even you go back to last year, the second half of the season significantly better for A-State than the first half. This year kind of started where last year left off, but they haven't been able to take that next big step, and a lot of that is due to injury. I look ahead to next year, and I look at, you know, particularly in the trenches, because this year for Arkansas State football on the offensive line, there is a redshirt freshman right tackle there is a redshirt freshman left tackle there is a left guard that is his first year of fbs football and then your center is a sophomore so you look at that offensive line and looking at next year you're going to have four of those five guys back 
and they're going to have that entire season under their belt. So you just start in the trenches and, and you look there and you can already see potential for much better offense based on a much better offensive line. Kind of the same thing on the defensive line. You know, you've got uh, a guy that's playing on the interior for the first time in his career, a guy that was playing tight end two years ago, and that's how they've shifted him around. Oh, wow. um, you've already got some guys coming in as true freshmen that are playing significant snaps at, at defensive end. So you you start in the trenches and you look and see where they're gaining experience there. And of course, if they have uh, if, if those guys continue to develop and you have that progress on the lines, then that's going to make everything else easier and better across both your offense and defense. So it's easy to it's it's easy to look into the future and, and see this team taking a big, big leap next season. Well, it's interesting you talk about the trends we're talking with Kara Ritchie on Locked On uh, Sunbelt. So this year, you know, Troy had to run out the clock not only against South Alabama, uh, but against Texas State. They had five and a half minutes to go and use a four-minute offense and ran it out. Same thing for South Alabama against ULM. Exactly five minutes to go and ran out the clock. I don't think I've ever seen a drive, high school, college, or pro, with what happened last year against the Cajuns. 20 plays, 90 yards. 10 and a half minutes to run out the rest of the game. Uh, they did not punt and they did not kick a field goal. Uh, what did uh, Butch Jones take away from that? Cause I, I think I asked him at, at Sunbelt media days this year, you know, you hate it that it's happening to you, but that was some perfect football. It was a one point yeah. game. Billy Napier didn't want to kick it and give him a shot. They went for it on fourth down when a, a field goal would have made it a four point game. Uh, you know, so from a, from a, it's happening to me, this stinks, but Wow. If we can learn how to do that, then we can get it to the next level. Well, it showed two things. It showed that, uh, you know, last season, the Cajuns were significantly physically advantaged over A-State and, and significantly mm. deeper. And that's what you saw in that last drive. Because, again, it's not like they went out and, and had like a 20-yard play on that last no. drive. I mean, it was, it right. was just four and five yards consistently down the field mm. to eat up 10 and a half minutes of clock. And Arkansas State could not stop them. And what you saw there is, you know, there was not any – there were, there were not any extra defensive linemen waiting in the wings that were still fresh that could come in and, and help make those stops. Everybody was gassed. Everybody was drained. The depth was not there to come in and make those replacements. And and the guys who were out there were not physically able to hang with the, with the Cajuns and push them back when the Cajuns were pushing forward. So uh, that just shows that, that was just probably the most glaring example of the fact that A-State just had no depth last year. And it mm. is still really struggling with that this year uh, due to injury and due to inexperience. All right. So let's preview uh, this weekend's ball game again, South still licking their wounds with a, a loss to Troy. If you're Kane Womack, you're hoping that you don't lose the same game twice, but I'm not uh, right now thoroughly convinced of that. However, you know what Troy did can Arkansas state do? They did got to stop South Alabama's run and they get running ability. Uh, and then they got to be able to get to Carter Bradley. Uh, and despite not being able to block Troy, Kane Womack says, we're still going to take, deep shots, you know, regardless of being able to, you know, being able to protect our quarterback, we still have to take those deep shots. And that's going to be interesting. If you ask me, uh, can Arkansas state, you know, thwart South Alabama's high scoring offense a little bit like Troy tried to, or did yeah. actually. Well, there's one, one storyline here that's um, kind of interesting looking ahead to Saturday. And I don't know how it'll impact either team. It might be much ado about nothing, but it's going to rain Saturday and it's going to mm. rain heavily and steadily, probably for that entire game. In fact, uh, oh. forecast right now is calling for about a 90% chance of rain in the evening. Uh, so, 
So whether it rains from start to finish, whether it's raining after halftime, you know, I, I don't know how they'll adjust to that. I don't know if South Dallas played in those conditions yet this year. Mm-hmm. I know A-State has played in some some pretty, you know, I know there are a couple of games here, especially in October, where it was just beautiful Chamber of Commerce weather. So A-State mm-hmm. hasn't dealt with that. Um, so that's going to be a little bit of an interesting storyline there as to who can adapt their offense uh, to maybe base, best take advantage of not great uh, weather conditions. But with Arkansas State, it's going to depend – on on the, the health of the secondary. Uh, what we saw, and, and hat tip to Michael Decimo of the Cajuns, but last week when we saw Arkansas State down its top three quarters, they immediately went and picked on the freshman corners with the deep ball. And those freshmen, the, the excuse me, the Louisiana wide receivers were able to take advantage of those mismatches because while, again, I think these corners will be talented in the future, they don't have that right. game experience to play right now and, and to be able to hang with, with some wide receivers that have a significant experience advantage. So if, if this is another situation of a state having a really limited secondary, then I think Kane Womack is smart enough to take advantage of that. And that could be a really big storyline there. As far as stopping the run, a state significantly better in that aspect this year than they were last year, but uh, not enough to, to just completely shut it down. So uh, this would have to be, you know, probably the best played game of the season for the A-State defense to be able to really slow down the Jags. Uh, Kara Ritchie, midday show host and meteorologist, letting us know that there is an inclement weather uh, uh, in for this game. And no, South Alabama has played, I believe, in absolutely gorgeous weather. It's not been the case for the last couple of years. Uh, But I mean, in South Alabama, in Central Michigan, and in uh, Southern California, uh, maybe even too hot. They they said they got a little bit too hot even when they were playing the Cajuns. Uh, at the beginning of the month. I'm no we're shocked that the Cajuns found another Brandon Stokely. Where did Jacob Bernard come from? What was that all about? Guys had four catches all season. He had five uh, taking advantage of, of, you know, the slot corners, I guess. Yeah, that, uh, that absolutely was it. And, you know, they're just coaching change or not. That's always just going to be a talented football team. That's always going to be a team that has a lot of physicality there in Cajun country. And I mean, that was just another example of kind of their, their next man up and they were able to take advantage and they did. All right. So let's uh, flip the script as we'll wrap things up here with uh, Kara Ritchie uh, locked on Sunbelt uh, midday host on the ticket uh, in Jonesboro. Um, let's, let's do it offensively the other way. Can, what can James Blackman do uh, and the Red Wolves offense do against what is still a pretty stingy Jaguars defense? Yeah. Well, A-State has struggled this year when the offense has been one-dimensional, and obviously that's what the Jaguars are probably going to want to do. They've got an exceptional exceptional rush defense, and the big question there is who is going to be able to run the ball for Arkansas State. Uh, last week, Arkansas State was, at, was without its number one guy in Brian Sneed, and then all-purpose guy Johnny Lang like tweaked something on the very first play, the very first kickoff return of the game, and then he was out. The number three running back, uh, Marcel Murray has been in concussion protocol for several weeks now. So if you're looking at at two true freshmen out there running the ball behind an offensive line that is just all kinds of beat up right now, it's it's hard to to figure out what this offense could do to, to be able to have success. Uh, if we see a repeat of last week in terms of who's healthy, uh, with the exception of James Blackman, who we believe will be out there, then then I'm not necessarily sure what you do to attack that. A lot of uh, a lot of middle of the field passes. You try and find Sadu Traore, uh, Traore, who is a phenomenal, phenomenal tight end, probably as much as possible uh, to be able to, to exploit a mismatch there because he is a terror to cover for anybody who's tried so far this year. But it's, it's obviously, 
obviously going to be a, a really big challenge. Butch Jones has used the word complete a lot when talking about the Jaguars, uh, but uh, it's been way, way complimentary of their defense. And it's going to be a tough test. Kara Ritchie, Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio, noon to 2 p.m. in Jonesboro. Really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for hopping on a Locked on Sunbelt. Thank you so much. Enjoy the chat. Thanks, Dave. We'll see you. All right, thanks very much for tuning in to Locked On Sunbelt. We will be back on Monday. Uh, we'll recap the entire week and a look ahead to uh, the next week's ball games as well. This kind of works this week. We'll see if it'll work uh, for next week. Uh, rumors have it that, again, I'm starting and perpetuating. Raging Cajuns head coach Mike Desimo will join us. Crossing our fingers work for Charles Huff. Uh, we'll see if it works for Mike Desimo. Uh, It was a short week, so they were unable to squeeze it in. But also, I was hoping to get him off a win and have him in a good mood. That is not guaranteed, uh, at least as of this recording. We'll see what happens on Thursday night against Southern Miss. We'll also start the 22-23 college basketball preview shows. I went down to Sunbelt Media Day uh, last week, and we will start to hear from the coaches and a few of the players uh, that we did get to speak with. Again, thank you very much for tuning in to Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day.